Welcome to the Daily Objective, day 86 of the war in Israel, uh, New Year's Eve as well. Yeah, we are here every day, uh, including New Year's Eve. We'll be here on New Year's Day. I'm joined by James Valiant. James, how are you today? Quite well. Ready for a new year. A happy new year, one and all. Um, really, um, happy new year. Um, I hope things are better. This has been a rough and difficult year, noted by certain horrors. Um, and I sure hope next year will be a much better year uh, for reason and liberty. Yeah, I hope so as well. Uh, we know that on this channel, we will, uh, unfortunately, you know, this this is what's going on. So this will be the topic that we will be talking about for the foreseeable future. Uh, and today we are, uh, as usual, not shying away from controversy. And again, when I, when when we say things that are controversial, we don't actually think they should be controversial. Uh, I think that's part of the problem with with uh, where the culture is today in the West. Another topic we're going to talk about, um, not today, but coming up. But yeah, today we are comparing the culture in Nazi Germany, uh, in Germany before the Nazis came to power, with the Palestinian culture uh, today. And again, as it has been, you know, uh, what... What are the differences? What are the similarities? Uh, what are the the fundamentals in the in a culture that led to uh, the, the Holocaust and a culture that led to October seventh and everything that uh, Hamas and the Palestinians were doing up until October seventh? So, uh, you know, I was looking up on YouTube. I I just searched uh, Palestinian culture, and almost all the results I get are are food. Now, uh, food is, is a big part of, of any culture, uh, but, but it's not the only part. You, you get right. other, <laughs> other stuff, uh, you know, when you when you look at other cultures. And yeah, the, the only thing I found when I scrolled down, I, I found some video, some dance, and that was the only thing that wasn't food. It ironically kind of made you lose your appetite and also made you realize why they focus on the on the food part so much. But, <laughs> well, you know what Ayn Rand said about folk dancing? If you've seen one group of peasants jumping up and down and clapping their hands, you've seen them all. But in in the Palestinian case, they'll often jump up and down with guns in their hands on top of an Israeli flag and, you know, disgusting things like that, especially in this context. Yeah, although this is not what you see. Uh, that, again, they, it's it's shown as nicely as possible when you search in the results that you see when you search Palestinian culture. Uh, something else. Uh, Ayn Rand said in in this context of, uh, you know, when you think of other cultures, you, you will see you'll see food, but you'll see art and, and you don't see much of that. And yeah, as, as uh, students of Ayn Rand's philosophy will know, art is just like food is not optional. Like you can't not have food. Uh, art is not optional. You right. there, there is no culture you will find now or at any time in history that doesn't have some form of art and Ayn Rand defined art as a um I don't know why I always lose this quote when I when I'm about to say it a metaphysical uh recreation of reality based on the artist's metaphysical Collective recreation of reality based on the artist's metaphysical value judgments I, I should know that whenever I'm about to uh quote her on this I forget it and just have it ready in front of me but yeah um now, when we think of uh, of the art in Palestinian culture, there's a reason why you don't find it when you when you search Palestinian culture and they want to show you the best of it. Um, so now this is somewhat cultural, somewhat educational, but uh, somebody commented in, a, in recent videos about uh, Farfour 
and asked why why don't you uh, guys do an episode on Far Forward? Now I think uh, I don't think Far Forward deserves a whole episode, but he um, deserves an honorary honorary mention. James, do you have any idea who Far Forward is? No, I am well, not discuss him in any way. Prepare prepare to be amazed and transported into uh, your uh, childhood and. Uh, uh, this is the uh, Daniel. Do we have that clip ready before I uh, before I yeah. <laughs> yeah talk it up? Yep. All right. So you know Mickey Mouse without a doubt. Uh, this sure, is the, everybody knows Mickey Mouse. So this is the Palestinian version of Mickey Mouse. سنعيد لهذه الأمة مجدها وسنحرر الأقصى إن شاء الله وسنحرر العراق إن شاء الله وسنحرر بلاد المسلمين التي تشتاحها هذه الأثناء القتلة سننتصر يا فوش وسننتصر يا شرق شر... شر الميت خلاص السلامة سننتصر يا أولمرت سننتصر يا كاكوندريزا Wow. Uh, so Mickey Mouse, this is obviously from the uh, from maybe uh, 15, 20 years ago, because it's a mem they're talking about members of the Bush administration and leaders of uh, Israel uh, 20 years, some years ago. So yeah. uh, but the, the kids who watch that are, are you know, the, the, the grownups who participated in uh, in October 7th. But they're but consider consider this is it. These people hate civilization. They hate Israel and the United States, and their children are being taught to ridicule the leaders of the West and civilized countries that oppose them as murderers of Muslims, and that's all they are. And they're, look at this, this Mickey Mouse kind of cutesy way of, of approaching this hatred of civilization. Uh, are they? It's obvious they're teaching from the smallest, their youngest children who can grasp things, hatred of Israel and America from the time they're children. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know on a on a recent show we were talking about the Houthis in Yemen, and I uh, shared this video of them dancing on an Israeli flag. I found that funny. Uh, you didn't this this it, it, you almost want to laugh at it because it's like, uh, but but then you realize what it is. This is propagandizing children to become murderers to exactly. aspire to aspire to become murderers, and this is not just for four. This is. The, the songs that children sing I mean there's you can this is stuff you can find online as well uh, wow. this is this is how they are brought up and um you know again people have free will people can be brought up in a certain way and we know many are uh, who reject their culture but it's not easy it's not easy when you've been brainwashed and it's not difficult to see how that kind of uh you know growing up with those kind of symbols uh leads you to become uh what so what many can become what they are i mean this is the culture that produces october 7th this is the uh, the culture that produces september 11th 2001 that's what these people are about they are about the taking down of civilization they're brought up to hate israel and the united states from their earliest childhood uh, that what and this is the equivalent of culture. And when we're talking about things that are unavoidable, things like art and uh, uh, childhood education, to food, one of the more fundamental things that's uh, inescapable is philosophy. And if we're comparing 
say, uh, Weimar Nazi culture, uh, we it's on an entirely different level, philosophically speaking. Uh, the German world was the land of poets and philosophers. These people had sophisticated science and philosophy and art on a scale that makes uh, contemporary, at least, Muslim culture look pretty savage. You know, the Islamic world had a golden age. Unfortunately, that was 800 to 1200 years ago. And uh, in the unfortunately, the last few centuries have seen them decline and uh, recoil into a barbaric, primitive kind of mysticism. So if I'm comparing, say, the culture of Hamas and Hezbollah to the culture of the Nazis, there are a lot of important comparisons. They are racists. They are anti-reason mystics. They are over self-sacrificial mystics. So they contain the essential triad of evils that we as objectivists know to be the fundamental cause of evil in the world. Uh, over irrationality, mysticism, in spades, over altruism, self-sacrifice. Martyrdom is what these people call for. But you know, Hitler himself, he was more consistent altruist than even the communists were. So he demanded self-sacrifice too. Collectivism, tribalist, racist collectivism that hates Jews. Boy, oh boy. And there's another one, collectivism, tribalism. So whether it's the mysticism, the over anti-reason, whether it's the uh, altruism, you have to be willing to die for the cause, or whether it is this bizarre, racist, ugly, primitive uh, hatred of Jews, that kind of tribalist collectivism, you'll notice the dramatic similarities, only it's on a far cruder scale, far more primitive scale. Uh, these people didn't have Immanuel Kant or Karl Marx uh, in their German philosophy uh, or, you know, uh, uh, motivating something like Karl Marx, uh, excuse me, motivating something like Adolf Hitler. It's a much simpler and you don't need Leonard Peikoff's ominous parallels to understand these savages. By and the way, you, you should read Leonard Peikoff's ominous parallels. Yes. Bring up in a minute. You absolutely but, but should. It's one of the greatest books ever written. <laughs> I want to ask you: Doesn't that make, in in a in a way, doesn't it make does does the the fact that Germany had this this culture does it make it better or does it make it actually worse? So you know, I was watching uh, also in in preparation for today. I was watching a video about uh, Germany in the 1930s, and the person uh, the the narrator introduced it as uh, Germany in the 1930s before the madness. And I was thinking, why before the madness? The, the madness isn't just the actions taken by the Nazis. The actions followed the ideas, and the ideas were there, and you know were, had, had been around for a while, and that was a certainly a part of the madness. So at no point in in the 1930s, even before Hitler came to power, were it was it before the madness. The genius of Leonard Peikoff's book is to point out that it was the poets and philosophers. It's the stuff before the madness that created and necessitated the madness. In fact, when you're done reading Leonard Peikoff's book, you'll realize that given the culture that Germany had gone through, the philosophical culture and the culture that that inspired, something like totalitarianism was inevitable in Central Europe. It was the inevitable upshot of these ideas, but at a much more sophisticated level, at an entirely more intellectual level, a greater level of, of sophistication. And this has dramatic impacts on the difference too technologically, industrially. Now it's true, any dictatorship will start to decay and go downhill. Uh, dictatorship cannot sustain a civilized culture of advanced reason and technology. Ayn Rand demonstrated that uh, nicely. Um, but 
this was the beginning of Nazism. Technologically speaking, they're way more sophisticated. Scientifically speaking, they're way more sophisticated than these Hamas, Hezbollah terrorists who are totally dependent on Western technology and trade and so forth. Money from Iran, which they get in various other ways that in effect the West is supporting. So in that sense, it's the same. The more civilized West is sort of subsidizing and feeding the evil to make it possible. But the Germans were far more sophisticated. They had greater technology. They were a greater threat. And so what I guess I'm saying is that these savages will be, once we have a similar will to take them on as we did the Nazis, they'll be far easier to destroy and take out. These people are crude, primitive savages compared to the Nazi and communist uh, uh, monsters of the 20th century. Nazism and communism were infinitely harder uh, for the West to deal with than these would be theoretically if only the West had the backbone and the moral yeah. clarity. Yeah, I was going to challenge you on the on the fact that it, it this should be easier or that was more, more difficult. It, militarily, yes, militarily defeating the Nazis yeah. was so much more difficult. But if you don't actually believe that you are right and you know today i i saw uh the u.s uh hit uh, some, some boat or something of the houthis and 10 10 uh houthi terrorists died and the u.s issued a statement we don't want escalation i mean can can you imagine that again can you imagine that back uh, back when fighting the nazis so i there's, no. I think there's a context here, which is... Uh, the West uh, that has declined. The last hundred years has seen a dramatic decline in Western confidence and clarity on moral issues like this. Uh, our understanding of freedom and civilization as such have declined. We've come to the point where all cultures, you know, are equal. And who are we to criticize those savages over there? Uh, we've come to a point where uh, the confidence of the West is so shattered. We're the evil imperialists. We're the evil colonialists. We're so much stronger. And in fact, this technological power imbalance is part of it. Whoa, well, we can't really use our technology as we could because this is not even a fair fight. Uh, well, right take them out now <laughs> they can be these murderers are easier to take out than the murderers uh you know several decades ago uh but it's that's part of the altruism that the west is suffering right now we think that our comparative strength should hold us back when in fact we should have the moral confidence to use it and if we did have that moral confidence as we've been saying in previous uh episodes it's the willingness it's the moral clarity that is really more fundamental than any technology or economic superiority uh which we've got all over uh these savages and, and and so in a sense, when you see the same kind of racist hatred, I mean, but look at the difference, though. Uh, Hitler would use, uh, you know, sophisticated filmmakers uh, with innovative film, uh, do his propaganda at the Olympics or something, while at the same time, shh, hiding the real horrors of the Holocaust. He's doing his best to hide the horrors of the Holocaust, at least as much as he could. Uh, it still doesn't excuse British and American governments not allowing Jewish refugees in at this time, a despicable moment in human history, frankly, when the civilized world turned their back on Jewish refugees trying to escape Europe when Hitler was taking over. Despicable moment. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the, the, the truth is that, it, that they have all the same fundamentals, just on a much cruder, cruder level for us to deal with uh, here. Uh, Hamas is proud. They, they film, they celebrate, they cheer, dance, 
spit on, laugh when they're doing their stuff and they post it on social media. Hitler was not near so brazen because I think he was not near so crude, or at least his people were not near so crude in their thinking. Um, so there is a sophistication difference, but that's about it. It's this. It's just a much cruder, much more primitive version of ultra mysticism, anti-reason, altruistic self-sacrifice to the point of martyrdom in the case of, of these Muslim uh, fanatics. Uh, and, of course, a <laughs> what you might imagine, a collectivist racism that underlies it all, um, you know, and directed a violent racism directed against Jews. That's what really connects them in, in, a, in a powerful way in terms of the upshot. You, you, we hate reason. We, we're, we're, we're super altruists. And so, so racially speaking, who are our enemies? The, the Jews, obviously. They're, they're relative secularism. They're relative capitalism. They're the bad guys. And so we can have this this sort of emotionalist hatred of Jews as such that can be the focus of all of our envy, resentment, and mysticism. And we can pile on it with the Jews. And they both want to, don't mistake it here, ladies and gentlemen, both are genocidal. As we covered yesterday, anyone who talks about a right of return of Palestinians, they mean the destruction of Israel. That is simply code for destroy Israel. These people have the same exact anti-Semitic genocidal impulses that the Nazis did. Uh, yeah, and a, a couple of points. So back to the, the issue of um, yeah Hamas live streaming their atrocities and, and sharing them. There's something about the, the Hamas apologists in the West that's that's special here, because I, I don't, uh, many of them, certainly the ones on the left, are not Holocaust deniers in the sense that they don't say that the Nazis didn't commit a Holocaust. Uh, they are denying what they saw with their own eyes. They didn't see six million bodies in Germany. Uh, they saw, or in Europe, they but they did see the atrocities of October seventh. And again, this is a topic for another day. How how the uh, uh, how the anti-Israel crowd and the left in general how they uh, get let themselves get away with these mental gymnastics. But there's there's also the issue that you know anti-Semitism is not the fundamental, neither in Nazi Germany nor in. Uh, in Palestinian society, it is a result of the philosophy. And yeah, this, by the way, this show is not sponsored by Leonard Peikoff or his book, The Ominous Parallel. <laughs> but, but yeah, he wrote this, he wrote this 40, uh, published it 41 years ago, yeah. about uh, comparing the culture in, in, uh, in Germany before the, before the Nazis came to power, and in the United States, when this was written, it's, it's it's very uh you know it's, it's very appropriate today when when we look at the culture in the west the culture in the west is a culture uh and, and again today today it's not just the fundamentals that you have to dig deep it is actually you see people marching uh in in the streets you know in in uh, in support uh, really marching in the streets in support of the extermination of the jews however they may uh word it no, we, we objectivists don't have a deterministic view of history. We're not. We believe in free will. And we believe free will is really just the, the agency of human thought and the ability to regulate our own cognitive functions. On the other hand, humans do have free will. There's nothing inevitable about this. On the other hand, one would say Dr. Peikoff was a prophet, was prescient, must have had some mystical powers of seeing the future. It's not mystical powers. It's the power of philosophy, the actual power of ideas in history, the main shaper of human history. And 40 years ago, he was on this like, it's as though he predicted 
the American culture, Western culture of today in a frightening way. And so in effect, what we're seeing is the excusing and the sanctioning of, uh, uh, in effect, Nazism only on a cruder level. You listen to all these Hamas sympathizers, it's the same essential set of ideas, right, that lead to Hitler. Now, it's true, Hitler had this industrial technological state that permitted him to do uh, mass production murder and torture. It could be in the millions and millions, in part because it was in secret, but also because he had a much more sophisticated, scientifically, technologically sophisticated, uh, industrially developed country. Uh, he couldn't have sustained that over time. Dictatorships cannot. Uh, but that's the difference in terms of the numbers. If you let me ask you just in general, do you think that if they had the technology to slaughter all uh, I got the number wrong. It's more like a little over nine million is the population of Israel. Uh, there's about eight million Jews in Israel. But do you think they would stop? They would hesitate to kill the eight million Jewish residents of Israel tomorrow. They didn't they stop. By the way, they didn't. They didn't stop on October seventh. Uh, Israel was unprepared, but once once uh, it could, it stopped. It was Israel that stopped it. So no, uh, had had Israel uh, like like we've we've said when we compare this to the Holocaust, the problem for today's uh, people who are trying to exterminate the Jews is that the Jews are armed. That is what makes it so much more difficult for them to do what they want. But they want exactly the same thing when it when it comes to. Uh, they would you, happily again, kill all 8 million Jews in Israel if they had half a chance. And you're right. It's only because Israel is well-armed and they're the more technologically, industrially, and scientifically advanced uh, group here. Um, so it's just on a cruder level, but it's the same ideas in effect. And that's, I think there's a great lesson here, just in pure philosophy, ladies and gentlemen. All those sophisticated ideas from those brilliant German philosophers like Kant and Fichte and Hegel, and Marx, they're really dressed up, naked, primitive, religious savagery. Those great Western philosophy, those sophisticated ideas you learn in Western universities, that's just dressed up rationalizations for exactly what modern Islam is. Yeah, and when we talk about the power of ideas, it's we're not the only ones who know this. Our enemies know the power of ideas. Certainly our enemies, the enemy within, the, the leaders in the West, the intellectuals, uh, people in the media, they know exactly, exactly what they're doing uh, when when they're promoting really a, a society that in, here at home would be terrible for all of us, would be no. not terrible, disastrous. It would be, uh, they are on the side of death, uh, just like just like the people they support in the Middle East. We are on the side of life. I want to thank the people who are supporting us in the super chat uh, in, in our uh, efforts here. Thank you, Nicole, who says... Uh, thank you, Razi and ARC UK, for the intellectual ammunition, ammunition needed to understand and fight evil, especially since October. Uh, here's to a philosophy for living on Earth and a happy 2024. Thank you. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you, Iron Meerkat, who says, I disagree with you about holding Ocon at Gaza Hotel Casino. It should be <laughs> held at, it should be held at Kibbutz Be'eri Beachfront Resort, Gaza de Lenda Est. Um, you know what? There's Ocon every year. We can we can do both. <laughs> Ocon, is run, Ocon is run by the Ayn Rand Institute, so I don't have a say in it. But you know, we could do our own conference there. Uh, Apollo Zeus, thank you for the generous super chat. He says I couldn't have put it any better myself. Yes, thanks, Razi, Daniel, and other contributors like James for furthering the good ideas of Ayn Rand and making the world a better place. Happy New Year, everyone! Uh, 
Here, Thank sir. you, Bonnie, as well. Uh, Robert Nasser has been a member for 20 months. He says, Happy New Year, Ayn Rand Center UK subscribers. Keep up the good fight and make tonight about what we're fighting for. Get out there and celebrate. Thank you, Jonathan, for the very generous super chat. Kathleen, also very generous super chat. She says, uh, what's with all the calling Israelis Nazis? This war has shown a complete reversal of uh, who did what and good and evil. I'm shocked how much of everything has been reversed, complete denial of obvious reality. It, it, I agree, but it's not, I, I disagree with the part where it's, it, it's, um, it happened on October 7th. This has always been there. Uh, yeah. And we're just now seeing it in, in its... Uh... They've been calling with the, what Israel's doing, and they're doing it on purpose. They're using the very language. See, who are the real biggest victims of an attempted genocide in the last hundred years? Israel. Who are, and who are, their, who are the perpetrators of it? The Nazis. So when you compare Israel to the Nazis, or when you say that they're engaged in a genocide, when you use that kind of language, they're using that language on purpose. They know damn well Israel has no genocidal motives. They could have, like I've said numerous times, they could have used their conventional weapons and wiped out the population of Gaza by now. They did not. There is no motive genocidal motive. So when you hear them say, oh, Israel's engaged in a genocide against Palestinians, or Israel's like the Nazis, no, no, they're doing it on purpose, because the Jews in the last hundred years were the victims of the Nazis and the victims of genocide. It's disgusting, it's despicable, and they're doing it on purpose to invert the language and the meaning itself. Yeah, it's no accident, ladies and gentlemen. They're using the very language of the worst oppression of the last hundred years that the Jews have suffered against the Jews themselves in a totally unjustifiable way. In fact, upside down way. Yeah, that is true evil. Yeah, there, and there's a reason they do that. They do that in a very systematic way. And that is the topic of tomorrow's episode when we will discuss the Palestinian propaganda machine. We're going to do a deep dive into it. That is an episode. I think everything we're doing here is great. That is definitely going to be a great episode, which you'll want to watch and you'll want to share Um and uh uh yeah and, and uh, of course it's new year's eve but uh you know alcohol drinking is uh, uh you know it's against the uh, uh quran so of course we're not going to do that at all uh <laughs> and we no fact, it's like you know i'm not a big alcohol drinker i really rarely drink alcohol but tonight i will and you know robert has inspired me i will do i will have a toast in alcohol to religious muslims <clears throat> And I'll and, have some. Uh, I'll have some. I know it's not. I know it's not kosher either. But it is also offensive to Muslims. So I think I might have some ham and have some alcohol and do it just for uh, our friends in uh, Hamas and Hezbollah. <clears throat> I put friends in air quotes. Yeah, I wish them uh, all well, bad. I, I wish I them don't... all bad. I wish their ideology buried. And I think of can think of no better way of celebrating our positive love of life than to take things that might be offensive. <laughs> to religious Muslims. Uh, and I look, I, I, there are a lot of Muslim people that are wonderful, of course, and I would not normally try, just try to offend anyone's beliefs. But in this context, ladies and gentlemen, I'm happy to draw pictures of Muhammad. I'm happy to drink alcohol in front of a Muslim. And uh, I think we should all be. And that should be part of our positive celebration of life here on earth. I, I want to super endorse Robert Nasser's uh, comment there. Remember, we're not fight. It's not just the negative. We're believers in life and reason and your happiness on earth. And that's what these monsters are the enemies of. Bear that in mind. But 
celebrate, enjoy your life. That is in the face of all of this mysticism and altruism, tribalist collectivism. Yeah. Yeah, and have if you are gonna celebrate, have some uh, hangover cure ready so you can do this <laughs> tomorrow. Uh, and yeah, let me uh, wish you, James, and everybody watching a happy new year. And uh, uh, may twenty twenty four be the year where the Palestinian cause uh, finds its rightful place in the ash heap of history. And uh, until it does, we will be here uh, covering the the journey towards that goal. Thank you, James. Thank you, everybody, for watching, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.